Let's begin by remembering uh, the purpose of, of life, as we say many times. Um, sometimes we, we assume, sometimes we assume that life just, you know, moves with us and um, how much lack of control sometimes a person um, has in his life. And one of the, probably one of the most powerful things for a person to remember is how much power and decision-making and control one does have of, of his future, of his present, and even of one's past. When I say one's past, it doesn't mean you can necessarily change uh, your past, because obviously your past is what your past is and was. You can't change what happened to you. But the koach habachira, the power of choice that a person has, is that a person can, can, let's say, heal from their past, or a person can learn to talk about their past um, and help them, you know, which is probably the most um, powerful ways for a person to heal and to um, help himself within his past is to really share your past. A lot of times a person um, thinks that you're, what, whatever you went through, oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, we'll get it. No, just yeah, yeah. about what Rabbi's saying is I, I just read a really nice quote. It says, uh, let me read it for you. It says, nobody can go back and create a new beginning, but everyone <laughs> can start today and create a new ending. Nice. Well, nice. Yeah, sure. Okay, beautiful. So no one can go back and create a new beginning, but you can start now and create a new ending. I like that. I want to talk about your past a little bit because I think it's important. Uh, usually we don't talk about you know, your past, a person's past. But one of the ways, like Shu was saying, to create a different ending is by um, talking about your past. And, and, you know, sometimes people say, okay, whatever was, was, and you're not going to change it. And I agree, you're not going to change it. But what's very, very valuable and very important is to share, you know, sometimes we carry each and every one of us carry a lot from our past, especially if you've uh, had difficulties in childhood, school, parents, just normal life. And, and the natural thing for a person to do, especially if there wasn't a specific um, thing that happened to, to him, and we've spoken about this, is that Sometimes when something specific does happen to someone, it's almost like a, uh, a validation that you can complain about your past or you could talk about your past because I have what to talk about. But if someone, you know, let's say uh, the natural thing is for two people, you know, I was just speaking to someone recently and we were talking about his relationship with, his, with one of his parents and he said, this is what he said, he said, um, he said, um, yeah, well, by the time, by the time I got home from school, 
I was too tired to, I wasn't in the mood to engage in a conversation, you know, with, with, uh, with one of his parents. So I told him, I said, and I, and I know that he struggles with one of his parents not being there for him. And I said, it's so interesting that you're blaming yourself for your, one of your parents not being there for you. Um, and again, it's not about blaming uh, or not blaming. It's about, it's about recognizing that, that you could have had the greatest mother and the greatest father and, and parents. Everyone has such great in, intentions. And we, we, we all have great intentions. But sometimes we just don't get it. Sometimes we just are not there for our children. Or sometimes your parents were not there. And, and again, it's not about blaming anyone and saying someone is, is bad or someone is at fault. It's more understanding that that's what happened. Let's call a spade a spade. Let's call it what it is. And as a child, many times our past, we carry so much of our past and we carry it with us. So Shu is 100% right. I want to be able to live my present to create a better ending based on my past. But it's very important for a person to know where you come from and what, what you went through and, and to understand and to be able to unload that. Because otherwise what happens is we carry so much with us to the present and it becomes difficult for us to live in the present and to create the future based on certain circumstances. Because what happens is when you get older, and then I'll, I want to hear from everybody here, what happens is when you get older, you're supposed to be mature. And you're supposed to be able to live life and get a job and be responsible and be an adult. And sometimes it's hard for us to do that. And the reason it's hard for us to do that, no matter how old you are, no matter how old you are, doesn't go away, right? We've spoken about this many times. You can meet a 50-year-old, a 60-year-old, a 70-year-old who's still acting in certain ways like a child. It's because they are not mature when it comes to that area. They haven't matured. They haven't grown up. They haven't dealt with... with uh, I was speaking to someone a little bit older recently, and I told the person, I said, you were... were I mean, it was a, someone who I, I was close with that I could talk to them about this, and I said... It could be that you needed someone to take care. You need someone to take care of you when you weren't taking care of whatever it is, whatever happens, and that doesn't go away. Those things don't go away. Nothing just goes away. It has to be dealt with. Nothing just goes away. And the more a person learns to be able to accept that everybody, everybody has a past, Right? And you think that you're going to be... Now, of course, there are different levels of your past. Some people, depending on their emotions, of their, their, where they were in the family, what happened to them, how difficult things were from their father, from their mother, from their siblings. Of course, they're doing things. But a lot of it is also who you are. Some people are overly, you know, uh, you know this bothers them. And some people, this bothers them. Everybody has different things that... That, that, that it's important to recognize there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing for a person to be ashamed of at all about carrying things from your childhood and having difficulty 
in your life. That's what we're here for. That's why you're here. That's why we're here in yeshiva. That's why we're here together. That's why we're here to help, to help you, to help each other to get to become more of a mature adult, to become someone who's mature, someone who can become, right? I think everybody here would love to be a great father, would love to be a great spouse, a great husband, and have a great family. That's not just going to happen. I guarantee everybody here, it will not just happen. The way it will happen is if you work on yourself and you develop yourself. And one of the ways of developing yourself is figuring out your past. Really, really figuring out your past. Yes. I'm just going to make a bracha. Bracha to Adina, Yelena, Malchalam, Shakol, Nebed, Vero. I think you have to leave the past. There's like two, two levels. There's one thing there, like a stone in the background. So, up in the background, I think you let it go. Right, right. There's things that from the past, like scars. Mm -hmm. So, what we need to learn is not let it go, learn how to live with the scars. Don't put makeup, don't run. Right. Learn how to live with that. Right? Right. Isn't it? You don't let it go. Right. There's things that you can't let you can scar off. So, you don't right. that. I, I agree with you. I just want to focus on what you're saying, let it go. I, I, I want to stay away from that a little bit. Because I think, well, I think, no, no, but even, even whatever it is, it's not, so letting it go is already the next step. I agree with you. But the first step, the, I think we don't have a problem with the denial part. We don't have a problem with, like, covering it up part. You know, oh, I let it go. You know, I don't think we, I don't think we really um, tell our story enough. I don't think we enough share what we've gone through and who we are and what got us to where we are now. Why am I who I am right now? How did I end up over here? I ended up over here, and when I say over here, it means whatever you have. If you have an anger problem, if you have an escape problem, if you have a, a, uh, you know, a laziness, whatever your problem might be, however manifests itself, how did you end up there? Children, babies, and little children are, everyone's fine. Everyone's fine. Everyone's happy. Everyone's running around. Every, a, a child is naturally excited about life, wants to, you know, enjoy life, wants to experience things. What happened? At what stage? What happened that... that, that that, that something changed. You know, when we talk about motivation, you know, how motivated should I be, quote unquote, even though I don't like that, that word, but how, how motivated, you know, is motivated? Well, well if you're not motivated, then, then that's, a, that's, that's something to, to challenge yourself on. Why am I not motivated? What am I not motivated? A child, a child, is naturally excited about life and then something happens. Something happens. Whatever that might be that happens that sort of, you know, tells the child, don't be you. Right? A lot of people struggle with that. Don't be you. Especially in, in religious uh, circles and ultra-religious circles, right? You're, you're, we, you, could be, you could be spiritually abused, which means, which basically means, you know, this is not 
what you're supposed to be like. Uh, God has a whole different story for you. Uh, Gehenna and Ganadin, you're going to go to Gehenna if you're like this. Could you imagine the shame that that could put on a child? That, that there's something wrong with me and I'm, and I'm you, know, uh, you know, I guess the word, the only word I could think of is like I'm damned, so to speak. Like I'm a balmum. I'm blemished from the Jewish people, from, from, from being an Ehrlich person because, you know, because of my taivas, because of my excitement, because of my ADD, because of my whatever you, whatever you want to call it, because of my, you know, because of who I am. And what, does that, that, what that does to a person is it could very much uh, uh, hurt a person in a, in a deep way. It could hurt a person because then you're, then you're fighting against power. You're fighting against authority. You're fighting against God. You're only going to lose. You're going to lose. But Hashem loves every, all of us. Hashem loves you just the way you are. Just the way you are. A person can say, okay, I don't even know who I am anymore. But as a child, Hashem loves you, loved you just the way you were. But then something happened. Something happened. And it's important to try and identify what happened. It doesn't always have to be one moment in time. But that's why it's important to talk about it, to share it, to know it. You know, one of the, a good thing to do is to, start, is to start writing about, you know, your childhood. Start writing about, you know, when you, your, first, your earliest memory, what's your earliest memory from 0 to 5, from 5 till 10, from 10 to 15, from 15 till now. Like, break it up. Like, what happened to me? Where, what, not, not in a, it doesn't have to be a bad way. Just who am I? What were my siblings? What happened at home? What was I? Get a story that makes sense to you. I think that's very important. Question, comments, please. When does it come to, my parents always tell me, too much retrospection isn't good for you. Right. Because I can easily get stuck in the past and sad and bad. Right. What do you see as a balance that also comes up a lot? So yeah, go into the past, but also live the moment and then live in the future. Right. So, you, so, I don't, so first of all, I, I think there's a difference between living in the past most people who don't deal with their past are actually living in their past. Right? Most people who are not dealing with their past are actually living in their past. They want to forget about their past, but they can't forget about their past because they're actually not dealing with it. But when you deal with it, you sort of like, you have to look at it like you're, like, right? Most people, let's say, will, will, will keep things in, especially if you're that type of person where you keep things in. Right? You gotta learn to, to, to not keep things in. And the people who just talk and talk and talk have to learn to keep things in more. But the point is that, is that Shalom, what you're asking is, is that you can, you'll never have a person who will really explore their past and delve into their past and journal about their past that they're gonna get stuck in there. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. Usually it's the opposite. Sure. Yeah, to you, yeah, sure. Rabbi said step one is to talk about your past and open up. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's step two and three? Um, that, then, well... What happens when you, when you start journaling? So when you start, so let's, let's, let's say like this. When you start journaling and you start talking to someone and you start exploring it, what, what happens is you start getting a sense of yourself. You, go, you start getting a sense of who I am. Who am I? 
who am I and what happened to me? Who am I? Because a lot of times, especially depending on how heavy your trauma was or how heavy and dark it was. So what happens, just remember, we have to remember as children, we, we were not able to separate ourselves from our circumstance. I can't separate me, right? Let's talk about this for a second, right? A, a healthy person can, if you, if you see someone, let's say, screen, let, 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 let's talk this out. If you have someone who yells at you and says something to you, right? So is it true or is it not true? You have someone who attacks you and attacks who you are. So how do you know whether it's true or if it's not true? Yeah, what would you guys say? How do you know if it's true? Someone says, oh, you're not nice. You're this. You're a good for nothing. You're not going to be anything. Is that true? Is it not true? No. What? You could ask someone, but you don't. Usually no. So it depends. Yeah. Yeah, be done. Oh, what? Exactly. So based on, right, like Shalom and Binyamin are saying, based on you having a sense of self, right? If someone's going to tell me, oh, you know, um, you know, someone tells you, you're, you're, not, you're not a nice person. So you could think about that. You could actually think about it. Is it true? Is it not true? Your roommates tell you you're insensitive to the room. So you could say, maybe it's true, let me hear. But if they tell you something that's totally outlandish, so you have a sense of your cog- cognitive and your emotional to say, maybe it's not true, okay? Now, when you're a child, what happens? When you're a child, you don't have a sense of yourself. So if your father tells you, your mother tells you, or the culture tells you, that you are like this, or you get a feeling that you're like this, then what is it? That means that's what you are. That's, they say, the difference between shame and guilt. The difference between shame and guilt is that guilt is you did something wrong, and there's nothing wrong with that. I made a mistake. People who are very, very defensive and they can never hear that they did something wrong usually have a lot of shame. Because what's shame? Shame is I, my whole essence is wrong. There's something wrong with me. My whole essence is wrong. No, as opposed to I'm a good person, I have intrinsic value, I, I'm, I'm a... I'm a I, I will be able to be successful one day, whatever I'm going to set out to do, but I make mistakes and I have things that I have to work on and I've messed up. But when someone deep down feels intrinsically that there's something wrong with them, then that's more shame. That's shameful. That's much harder for a person to deal with. That's much harder for a person to process and to deal with because it's, because it's an attack on who you are, not on what you do. So as a child, that could create a lot of shame. You could have a lot of shame. As you get older and you get more mature, then you're able to differentiate between who you are and what was, and what was done to you and what was wrong, you know, boundaries, what was wrong, what was right. So Shua, just to say, the first step is 
just to get the story. And many times when people write their story, and many times when people start exploring, that's why it's always important to either write it down or to have someone else. Because a lot of times there's a lot of guilt that a person can have to say, maybe it was me, right? Maybe I'm at, maybe, especially if your mom told you that, especially if your father told you that, right? Would you leave me alone? You know, you're, you're too loud. You're too wild. You're too, you know, you're, you're stupid. You're not thinking. You don't think. You know, you're, you're going to be nothing. You know, you're, you're not, you're going to be, you're going to, whatever, whatever, whatever those words are, that's very, very, very powerful. Very, very powerful that it becomes a reality. It's not an opinion. It's not an opinion. It's reality. Just like your shirt is white. Someone told you as a child certain things, it becomes, that's what it is. You live with that. Once you start writing and you start seeing a picture, then you're able to step, step, there's me and there's the people who I grew up with and my surroundings, whatever it might be. Good? Okay, anyone else? Rafi? You're good? Okay, we'll learn some Hilchas Lashon Hara. Let's learn some Hilchas Lashon Hara, unless anybody has any, any other questions about that. So, so, just to, so just to reiterate, you know, as we start off, the, the, the purpose, you know, in, in life, we, we forget sometimes Right? The, the nature of, of the world is for us to forget, forget what, what my purpose in this world is and that I'm, I'm unique and that I'm special and that there's something that Hashem wants from me. There's something that the world needs from me. What is that? And sometimes you can't even begin to even think about that because you're so busy fighting all your demons, and you're so busy fighting who you are are not, or who you're, you know, you're not able to just, it's hard enough, life, what's that, what's that quote? It's one of my favorite quotes, right? It wasn't the mountain that I climbed, it was the rock in my shoe. Meaning it's hard enough to climb the mountain. Life, life is hard enough as it is when you don't have all of these, um, you know, things holding, pulling you down, right? Raising children and being a good spouse and, and, you know, learning how to live, you know, in this world and be functional and healthy and, and productive and being, uh, you know, uh, being kovish your tivus and, and going against your laziness, that's hard enough as it is. To, to, to learn how to really, you know, love yourself and learn how to really, I don't like that word, love yourself so much because it gets misunderstood, to really get to know yourself. I like that better. To get to know yourself. To know yourself. Do you really know yourself? Do you know yourself? That is the highest, the highest level of, of, of importance is to really get to know yourself. To, to be in this world and to say, you know, this is what I went through. This is who my father was. This is who my mother was. This is my past. This is where I came from. And to tell the story, to share the story, to be, get clear about your story. 
in order for you to understand who you are, to understand who you are, to share who you are, to be able to then, to be able to then step aside and to say, okay, I want to heal from this. I want to change this. I want to grow from this. Okay, good. With that in mind, we'll learn Hilchus Lashon Hara, Chavetz Chaim. Says the Chavetz Chaim, men and women are both forbidden to speak Lashon Hara, right? Applies to men and women. In addition, this is very, very important to know, you're not allowed to speak Lashon Hara even if you are related to the person you are speaking about or not. Even though as your relative, the person might not be upset at you for, for speaking about him, since the two of you are very close, you are still not allowed to speak about a relative of yours, and you're also not allowed to speak to your wife about it, and your wife's not allowed to speak to you about it, even if it's someone close. And this we get into even with children. You have to be very, very careful. Of course, a husband and a wife are going to speak about a child, but this, I don't think, you know, most of you here can relate to this, but sometimes if you have a child that the child is, is challenging for you, it could be that your conversation with your wife or your wife's conversation with you is not a productive, constructive conversation, but it's a conversation of, of just saying something negative about the child, and you have to be careful with that as well. When a father and a mother s- spend time together talking about their child and helping the child and really getting involved, that's not Lashonara, of course, but just sometimes when a parent, especially as children get older and it's sometimes difficult to deal with a child, so then sometimes a parent could be very negative about a child, and even that's Lashonara. Similarly, what? That's not venting? Uh oh. Okay, I hear. If in, in, a, in a forum. I've heard. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Some, some parents are very, get, get very upset at their children. Yeah, if they're venting, if they're venting how they're venting, then you're right. Correct. How many, they're venting for like five years straight, like venting, or it's, you know what I'm saying? If you're venting for the L'shem Mitzvah's venting, and you say, honey, I need to speak to you because I'm very frustrated, great. But if every time, oh, there he goes again, oh, yeah, oh, oh. That, 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 that's already like, yeah. Okay. Similarly, very often if you speak about your relative, you're not doing so out of anger or hatred, but rather because you feel that the relative did something wrong. Still, if you are mistaken in this assumption really, and really the relative did nothing wrong, right? it turns out that you spoke Lashar about him for nothing and thus violated. Okay? Right? This is learned from the story of Miriam, Aaron, and Moshe Rabbeinu, which is really where we learn Lashon Hara from, from Miriam. Right? Miriam and Aaron felt, right, which was their brother, and they had in mind, right, Chazal say, that she meant for good. Right? But still, she wanted to rebuke Moshe for this perceived wrongdoing, and that is why she spoke about him to her brother Aaron. And still, Chazal say, if she didn't mean any harm, and she meant only good, and she's talking about her brother, and still, so for sure, when we speak about somebody else. Yes, Binyamin. 
like what we were saying before. Good, I like that. When you're, when you're, when you're opening up about something, you're about where you're at. Nice, beautiful. Great question, Vinyamin. Great segue, great, not segue, great connection um, for the Chavetz Chaim to what we were talking about. So, so you have to be very careful who you're talking to about your past. And you have to, I would set aside one person, and I've done this with, with, uh, with people, done this with uh, two different people, two people where I'll say, he is going to be venting to you or, or telling you about his past or her, whatever the situation is, and, and that that is the job of that person. You can't just walk around and tell everybody, you know, things about your past and say, oh, I'm doing it to vent, like Rafael is saying, to vent or to just talk to anyone. But if you have a specific person, whether it's a Rebbe, whether it's your therapist, whether it's both, whether it's a close friend, then, and you're designating that person, then that's the way to do it. And that's not Lashonara. That's not considered Lashonara. That's not Lashonara. If you're talking to someone and the person who's listening, and I've done this with, with, with the person, telling the person who's listening how they're supposed to listen. Because when you're listening to someone tell you something, you have to have a perspective of how you listen to them also. So you need the right person who knows, right? You don't want someone who you're talking to to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, and get you more angry at your past or whatever it is, but someone who knows how to put it in the right perspective. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. But a lot of times people are afraid to really talk about their past because they're afraid of talking Lashon Hara. Usually what happens is, usually what happens is if you don't, you're going you're gonna to end up talking Lashon Hara. That's why it says that someone who's able to listen to someone who to vent and someone who's able to really be there for someone, he's actually doing a great mitzvah because he's actually going to prevent this person from speaking Lashon Hara. Because the reason we speak Lashon Hara about people is because we're frustrated and we're angry and we haven't dealt with, with what we need to deal with. Okay, beautiful. Okay, anybody else? And then we'll do a little, uh, if there are not so many question comments, we can learn, learn a little bit. And Sharm, but any question, comments, please? Question, comments? Anyone? Shia? Israel, somebody? Okay. So let's... Um, let's... Uh, Let's talk about this. The, the, the purpose of, of uh, the shikul, which is the balance of man in this world, in relations to, to, in relation to, to the world, right? What a lot of people struggle with, right? I'm, I'm reading from the first, from the first parak of the Mesil Zisharim, and what a lot of people struggle with is fixing yourself and being sholate al atzmacha, ruling over yourself, versus the um, world ruling over 
you, taking control, a little bit like we spoke about um, in the beginning, of you taking control of your life, you taking control of your day, you taking control of the gashmias, of the physical world. And that the purpose, one of the purposes of us being in this world is really to use the world for us, to take the world and to use the world, to take food and to know how to, to, know how to use food, to take uh, money and to know how to use money. Right? It's, not, it's not about running away from this world. It's about interacting, right? We see from this last week's parsha of Yaakov Avinu that Yaakov Avinu, right, got married and he built a family and he had a job and he worked and he lived in this world. It's not about either I'm ignoring this world or I'm totally being sucked in to the craziness of the world. One of the most important things for a person to try and do is to try and be able to have the proper balance, the proper balance of this world. Anything you do out of balance is very dangerous, whether that comes to food, whether that comes to working, whether that comes to relaxing, whether it comes to anything that a person is doing, there needs to be a moderation and a proper balance. And what a lot of people struggle with is the all or nothing attitude. It's either I'm totally going to learn all day or I'm totally going to give in to my, my desires and be totally sucked into this world, as opposed to learning how to have balance, learning how to take what I need from this world, learning how to operate properly, learning how to take vacation when I need to take vacation, learn how to work when I need to work, learn how to learn when I need to learn, learn how to have relationships. All healthy relationships are based on balance, which is I need to express myself and I also need to learn how to listen. I need to talk and I need to listen. That's why Hashem created it that way. In all relationships, you have both, you have both ends, you have both sides. It's give and take. You have to learn how to give and you also have to learn how to receive. Some people who don't know how to receive, right, that's also not healthy. You have to learn how to, how to take. Obviously, the highest level is where you're totally giving and giving and giving. But most of us are not, are not on that level. Most of us cannot live in a, in a world where we're not taking anything. We have to be able to receive. And that's part of the balance of, of who you are. Okay, question, comments on that, please. I need a little help today, guys. Something. I mean, I could keep on going, but yeah, Benjamin, go, please. Why is it not healthy to not take? Why is it not healthy to not Oh, oh. Meaning, why can't I just give? Right, because we're, because we're human and we have needs that, that it's important to have them met and it's, and it's healthy to, to be in a relationship where you're able to, you know, you're, you're human, which means we have certain, if a person would fast and not eat, a person would not exercise, a person wouldn't be in a relationship where he feels love, emotional support, people around him supporting, then we can't, meaning the, the, the 
tzaddikim of yesteryear and some, you know, once in a, in a, you know, one out of however many people can totally just be self-sufficient and then we read about it and we get inspired that I just want to be this giving person. I don't want to take anything from anyone. That's not on our level. It's very important for a person to know what his needs are and what he needs. What I need emotionally, what I need intellectually, what I need spiritually, what I need physically, and to have people, you know, to, you know, know what a mature thing is? A mature thing for somebody is to know to ask for help. I need help. I need to, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with asking someone for help if you can't do it yourself. If you could do it yourself, right, it's probably better to do it yourself. But, but, but if I can't do it, right, there's nothing wrong with asking for someone to help me. I need help. And that, that's what I mean by receiving. Yeah, that makes sense? Okay, yeah, who else? Anyone else? Shua? Israel? I guess, um, yeah. Like a healthy way of accepting is also, because if you don't, you're either denying it or you mm-hmm. don't think you're worthy of it. Mm-hmm. So being able to have that would be healthy. Very good. Right. Either you're denying it, meaning, meaning you really need it. I think that's what you mean. I really needed it, but I'm, I'm lying to myself. Right. Or I'm too ashamed and I'm too afraid to ask for someone to give me something. To, to, I'm a, either I'm afraid of rejection or I'm afraid of I can't even, you know, I'm not worthy of it, like you were saying. Very good. Correct. Correct. Some people are always looking, you know, to give and to give, and really it's coming from, like Yisrael is saying, it's not coming from, you know, an altruistic, you know, again, you know, they're tzaddikim, you know, uh, we have Mir Hashem. I hope this year again we'll, we'll be zoicha. I'm hoping the whole yeshiva will be able to go to Rav I'm saying, you know, you hear stories about a yid like Rav you know what I mean, and giving, giving, so a guy goes, he goes there, he says, oh, I want to be like Rav yeah, but Roshayla wasn't doing it because, because he couldn't receive, you know, because he had, you know, he, he was, uh, you know, felt unworthy to receive, you know what I mean? He, he was a tzaddik. He was, a, you know, we're not, we, we, have to, we, have to, we have to know who we are. We have to know that we're human. It's very, very important, you know, that, that we really are honest with who we are and what our needs are. I think that's one of the things that people struggle a lot with, is that they're not honest with, with what they need. And, and, and they're, not honest. they're not honest with what they need. And then even when you're honest with what you need, like you saw saying, I might be, I might be even ashamed. Right? I'm just thinking that's Mamash, those two things. Denial is I'm not being honest that I need it. And then even if once I acknowledge that I need it, I might be embarrassed that that's what I need. Right? Imagine going over to someone and saying, you know what? I'm having a, a really hard day. Like, I need you to, could you, could you listen to me? Could we go out for dinner? Could, 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 I, could I cry on your shoulder, so to speak? You know what I mean? I, I would never do that. You know what I mean? That's too way, you know, I'm too macho for that. So first you have to realize that you want to cry <laughs> on someone's shoulder. And then once you realize that, you got to be willing to do that. You know, and that's, that's uh, yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing.
Okay. Let's wrap up. Yes, oh, Yeshaya. Uh, so how does one sort of like come to the realization that like the past in a sense doesn't matter and like that the future doesn't matter and like that the present is really like what to work on? Right. Like, I know for me, like the right. past like creeps up on me a lot. Right. Like, as much as I go, like, right. oh, it's not, right. like there's nothing I can do about it right now. But, like, right. Okay, great. I like your question, Yeshaya. I, 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 so let's get it clear. When we talk about the present, right, that, that's, the, that's how you're living. We're right now in the present. This moment, we're in it. Usually what happens is when a person doesn't deal with their past, so they're not able to be in the present because their head, their head is either in the past or their head is in the future. When I, when I have time and I really am dealing with my past by talking about it, sharing, and I'm planning for my future, and I have plans for my future, then I'm able to be in the present. When people talk about, oh, just be in the present, oh, easier said, oh, come on, right? I've said it even, right? I say it many times. Don't worry about your past, right? Don't worry about your future. Yes, it's true, but I'm saying that's only because you're dealing with it. You can't just tell a guy, oh, okay, oh, well, that's a great advice. Just live in the present. Okay, great, awesome. Let me live in the present. No, you can't just live in the present. Dealing with the past and able to like... Exactly. Dealing with your past, planning for your future, will give you the ability to live in the present. Otherwise, I can't live in the present because I'm so worried about my future or the past is still I'm carrying alone. That's usually what's the hardest thing is we carry our past alone. But when I start unburdening my past and I let someone hold it with me, then, then it's, not, it's not as heavy for me. But, but, but that, that needs to be a full-time, um, what's the word, a full-time you have to be dedicated to that. When I say full-time, it's got to be like in, the, in your schedule, in your weekly schedule, your past, and building your future I wouldn't worry about so much because I think when people deal with their past and, they, and, they, and they're here in yeshiva, you'll naturally, you're, you're naturally going to start building your future. You don't have to worry about that so much. You don't have to worry about that so much. But that's a good point. Okay, good. All right, we could uh, wrap up today. Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha. I'll say it like Yeshaya. We should be Zoha to, to be able to not worry about our future or our past, but deal with our future and our past. And through that, we were able to really, and, and the truth is, the best thing you can do, right, is, is right, you, you, you do something now you do something in the moment now to help your past. You do something now in this moment to help your future. You can't change, you have to remember that, you can't change your past. There's nothing you can do to change it. You could, you could share about it. You could, you, could, you could talk about it. That's important to do. But you can't, most people are trying to change what happened. It's not about changing what happened. It's about, it's about 
you know, sharing about what happened, you know, and then, and then that'll make it things easier for you. And then your future, you're building right now. You don't have to worry about your future so much. You're literally building it right now. Okay, have a wonderful day, everybody.